A win is a win, and thank goodness the Cincinnati Bearcats win over USF, and the bye week could not have come at a better time. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available everywhere that you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel and follow us too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. The Bearcats beat USF 28 to 24. Um, that's all you need to know. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. But in terms of that's all you need to know because the game was still frustrating. And I came away from the game today just, I feel like now we don't know about these Bearcats. I feel like we don't really know everything we thought we did. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, we thought Corey Kiner was going to take over the, the running back room and be the number one back. Well, now we don't know because, unfortunately for him, he missed the game today with a hand injury. Charles McClellan, in his place, had a really, really great performance, which we'll get into in just a few minutes. You know, we don't know now about the wide receiver depth because Tyler Scott is now hurt, and we don't know when he's going to be back. We now all of a sudden don't know about the defense. I mean, they gave up over 200 yards rushing today to USF, which then again, I'm not going to really freak out about it because it is USF and they can run the ball. But then, oh my Lord, now we don't know about Ben Bryant. Now we might have a quarterback battle on our hands once again. All of that we're going to get into. First off, the game itself. My Lord, frustrating as heck. UC wins 28 to 24, but man, it was a slog. It was a grind. This USF team led the Bearcats 17 to 14 at the half. Do you know? And I believe I said this last week. So if you didn't hear it, then that's okay. I'll remind you of this. The Bulls were outscored coming into the game today. 76 to 22 in the first half. In today's game, they took a 17-14 lead in the into the locker room at halftime. Huh? The same Bearcats team that we said might be better than last year's team, might be more dominant than last year's team, might have more depth, and you're trailing USF by three at halftime. Not to mention you're trailing them by three in the fourth quarter. You're trailing at home in the fourth quarter. Do you know the last time that happened? I'll tell you the last time it happened. Because I remember it vividly. I was at this game. If my memory serves me correctly, it was this game. Oh, now I'm, now I'm starting to think if maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm not wrong. The last time the Cincinnati Bearcats trailed in the fourth quarter was game four of the 2018 season against Ohio. Everything I said about this program, still having a culture, still having a winning edge. All of a sudden, you're starting to question that. I am. You just let a 1-4 team walk into your stadium and almost end your 29-game home winning streak on homecoming, and you had to fight tooth and nail to get it done. It took 16 tackles from Ty Van Fossen. 
It took a fourth down stop and a hideous play call by the Bulls late in the fourth quarter. It took Evan Prater and a jump pass completion of Josh Wiley and a 35-yard touchdown run by Charles McClellan. It took all of that to win the game. It took all of that to win the game. That's where we're at right now. The Bearcats are 5-1. and one. That's great. I expected them to be 5-1. and one. But if you're telling me that this team can still run the table, win the American Athletic Conference, beat SMU and UCF on the road, I don't really think so. Or at least I'm questioning it. I'm really starting to question this. Can the Bearcats run the table in the American? Because now their quarterback is hurt. We don't know if he's going to be fine in two weeks. Sorry about that. The defense all of a sudden, I don't want to say it was exposed. I think it just got gashed today by USF's running game. And Gary Bohannon, who apologies to him for mispronouncing his name all week, who had more than double, or I'm sorry, he had double the interceptions to touchdowns this year. He threw two touchdowns and no picks today. Like we made this USF team look like they were three and two. And they were really one and four. The bye week is here. Thank goodness. But you know what else is here? Questions. Is this defense as good as we thought it was? Is Ben Bryant maybe who we thought we we maybe who we thought he was in June? And is this Bearcats team primed? to lose a conference game for the first time in three years. They still haven't lost a home game in almost five years. 30 straight home wins. Second longest in the country. I mean, now all of a sudden, if you're listening, and I'll tell you this because I'm here right now in Clemson, South Carolina, I'm listening to the radio broadcast during the game. One thing I'm starting to do is I'm watching the game or whatever channel it's on, but I'm listening to the radio broadcast during the game. And I'm listening to Dan and Jim And they're talking about Clemson's home schedule because that's the only team in the country who's won more games than Cincinnati, more straight home games than Cincinnati. And they were looking at the remaining schedule for Clemson and if they could lose a game. I mean, that's how significant this home game winning streak is, but it almost went up in flames today. Thankfully, it didn't. And maybe because the Bearcats do have a winning culture in place. Maybe that's why. They ended up winning this game. But there's one player who was the difference maker in today's game. We'll get into him in just a moment and what it means going forward for the Bearcats in their running game. We'll get into that after a word from Simply Safe. All right, so I got to tell you about one of – I got to tell you about not one of. I got to tell you about the best home security technology in the United States because you know why? The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I love it 
With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so the difference maker in today's game, Charles McClelland. Big time. We found out earlier today before the game that Corey Kiner, the Bearcats um, transfer running back from LSU, was going to miss the game due to a hand injury. Charles McClellan comes in, and for the Bearcats, who the last time in Nippert Stadium could not run the ball, they have been really effective running the football the last two weeks. Charles McClellan today had 21 carries, 179 yards, two touchdowns, including the game-winning 35-yarder midway through the fourth quarter, averaging 8.5 yards a carry. Cincinnati, as a team, ran for 221 yards on 37 carries, and it, it, again, I said it earlier this week, Russ and I talked about it. It's so important for this Bearcats team to still be able to run the football. Because now all of a sudden, Ben Bryant has had two down games. Today he was, today he was again, 15 of 21, 178 yards, two touchdowns, but he also threw two interceptions. I'm not going to really dock him for the second one's a Hail Mary that can happen. First one, though, badly underthrown ball to Tyler Scott. First play of the game offensively for Cincinnati. Um, with that said, again, it's so important that Cincinnati runs the football. That is their identity. That is who they are because it will prevent them. Now you feel like it's going to prevent them from making mistakes in the passing game. All of a sudden, and Ben Bryant has a pick in five of the six games this season. I mean, now he's got what? Um, I think it's 15 touchdowns and what is it? Um, 15 touchdowns and six interceptions. Is it that? Something like that. So struggling a little bit. Now, Ben Bryant, less than 200 yards passing in each of his previous two games after four straight games of 200 or more, including three of 300 or more. So the running game, thankfully, the last two weeks has really picked up the slack. Um, Back-to-back games now over 200 yards rushing. That has to continue when you go on the road to SMU and UCF. Because if you run the football, that is going to take the crowd right out of the game, especially if you don't have your deep ball weapon in Tyler Scott who left the game today with an ankle injury, that's a big loss. So the running game is back, which is good. The bye week has come next week, which is at a momentous time for the Bearcats this season. Um, As far as, you know, speaking of running, another reason why, and I kind of saw this game coming. Um, I said it earlier this week, USF is just a, a, a weird game for the Bearcats. It always is. You know, for whatever reason, it's just their style of play. They don't have a lot of size when you watch them, but they just have fast players. They have elusive players. And the Bearcats, I felt like at times today, were just trying to keep everything in front of them. 
their elusive style of play is not conducive for Cincinnati's players to take beelines right at him. It's very, very difficult to tackle these players. I mean, heck, on UC, USF took the ball straight down the field 75 yards to open the game. Jim Kelly on the radio broadcast said it looked like the Bearcats had forgotten how to tackle. I mean, that's how good USF's running backs are. They're very, very elusive. So give credit to Ty Van Fossen for having 16 in this game. Give credit to Wilson Huber, who had two and a half tackles for loss on a day where the Bearcats had eight. Um, they did not record a sack, which is frustrating. USF only recorded two, though. Um, eight tackles for Wilson Huber, eight tackles for Javon Hicks, seven tackles for Ivan Pace Jr., seven tackles for Jacob Dingle, who had to fill in for Brian Threats, who was the, uh, ejected in the second half last week against Tulsa for targeting. Um, overall, just, I mean, USF, for whatever reason, they can frustrate the heck out of you. I mean, here's a team that was getting blown out 41-7 at ECU, but they're leading Cincinnati in the fourth quarter. That does have to concern you a little bit. It should. This was a team homecoming. You've got the 1992 Final Four team in town. you got the 1993 Elite Eight team in town. Largely the same players on both teams, including Bob Huggins, the head coach who was here. And you almost lost to South Florida. This is not South Florida from 2007 through 2011. This is not South Florida 2017 or 2016 or 2018. They are not a good program. They're simply not a good program. And you almost let, I mean, Jeff Scott, their head coach, talked all week about how they have to execute better in the first half. And guess what they did? Give them credit. They did. And it frustrates the living heck out of me, out of you. Because it shouldn't. It should not have been this way. I mean, this is now the third time in the last four years that you leave a game against South Florida, breathing a sigh of relief that you shouldn't have had to breathe. 2019, I was reminded of this from Dan Horde on the radio broadcast. The Bearcats had to come back from down 17-0 to win that game. I had forgotten that USF kicker Spencer Schrader missed not one, not two, not three, but four field goals in the game. This is a very, very bad USF team that almost just beat Cincinnati. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if they're elusive in the running game. I don't care if their quarterback is experienced because he won a Big 12 championship. Don't tell me Baylor won because of him. They won because of a running game and a stout defense. And there's a reason Gary Bohannon had to transfer to South Florida to be a starting quarterback. And they almost and he almost leads his team into Cincinnati, a place where the Bearcats had won 29 straight home games and almost ends in a homecoming and almost ruins this year and puts a an indictment in the psyche of the Bearcats culture. This is inexcusable to play the way the Bearcats play today. You want to look at some of the other stats from today's game? Total yards, Bearcats 414, total yards for USF 345. Penalties, well, this is great. I wish I could celebrate this. The Bearcats only had four penalties for 35 yards. Third downs, Bearcats 2 of 7, USF 7 of 14. Total plays 63 to 60. At one point, it was 22 to 1. 
Average yards per completion, the same 12.1. Average yards per play, Bearcats 6.9, USF 5.5. Time of possession, 32.29 for USF, 27.31 for um, Cincinnati. Turnovers, each team had two. So pretty even numbers, but it should not have been that way. If East Carolina can do can dominate USF on a neutral field, USF has not played a home game in four weeks, and they almost beat Cincinnati at home. The Bearcats at home, that is. 29 straight home games, almost up in flames. Charles McClellan, the difference. The defense struggled to tackle. Um, and now all of a sudden, here's the big news. We might now have a quarterback controversy on our hands. I don't know how long Ben Bryant's going to be out. And I don't know what the injury is. It looked like a concussion. And now, Evan Brader, if you need him to start, we're going to have to ask the question, can Evan Prater step in and deliver? And I know I'm going to get flooded with comments on this video on YouTube, maybe on Twitter, that are that, and there and there people are going to say Evan Prater should start. And we told you all along. You may have told me all along, but Evan Prater now will start potentially because he has to. And quite honestly, Ben Bryant, the last two games has not been great. He hasn't. Back to back games under 200 yards. That's Desmond Ritter 2019. This team shouldn't be that way. This team has a much better receiving core than 2019. This team has as good of a running game, if not better. They have a much better offensive line than 2019. Jim Kelly said this on the radio broadcast. The fact that Cincinnati lost two receivers in the game today and did not miss a beat speaks to the depth of the receiver room. It was a strong point there that Jim Kelly made. Really was. Um, I'll tell you another player who I thought really stepped up. And I know this is going to, you know, sound corny, maybe. Mason Fletcher. USF had to start two drives. Or here's their, here are their drives. Third quarter through fourth quarter. They started on, and really the whole game, if you look at it, not one drive started in opposing territory for the Bulls. Meanwhile, Cincinnati had three starting USF territory. One drive for USF started on their own three, on their own one, one on their own 12, one on their own 13. In that same span, Cincinnati had it on the USF 42, and their own and and midfield on two or four possessions. Battle of field position was key today. Major credit to Mason Fletcher, who might be one of my stars of the game. We'll get into those after this. A word from Bet Online, as you see on your screen. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information. 
with live betting up and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's get into it. My three stars of the game for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Um, players of the game, no question, Charles McClellan is my first pick. I mean, the difference maker was him. Playing in yards, two touchdowns. Um, receiving, did not have any catches today. That's okay. Um, just an unbelievable performance. Uh, Russ Heldman told me that might be his best game as a Bearcat. I don't question that. Uh, he's been here for five years, finally breaking out as that lead running back. He's having a fantastic season. Now two games, over 100 yards this season. Fourth game uh, that a Bearcat rushes for 100 yards this season. Running game very much alive and well, and that's a positive sign to see. Um, Mason Fletcher, I am going to give him a player of the game because I thought he was tremendous. Um, three punts, 39.7 average, three, all three inside the 20, longest of 43 yards. Absolutely incredible effort by the Bearcats' sophomore punter, who is picking up right where James Smith left off. Another valuable weapon from the land down under for Cincinnati. Number three, Javon Hicks made the biggest stop of the game, and the Bearcats back to USF on that one with um, 5-12 remaining in the game. Javon Hicks, a big fourth and one stop. Uh, for the Bearcats at USF's 30 yard at the uh, Bearcats 30 yard line. So uh, in the game total today, Javon Hicks eight tackles, two of them solo tackle for loss. But the play of the game went to him. Major major credit to Javon Hicks. All right. On Tuesday, um, <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk a lot about this game on Tuesday because I'm going to focus more on the first half as a whole. The key turning points. Uh, that made the first half what it was for Cincinnati 5-1. and one. Wednesday, we're going to hand out some awards, individual awards, offensive MVP, breakout player, player with most to prove in the second half, and we'll give the overall team grades for offense, defense, special teams, and the team as a whole. Thursday, Russ Heldman will join me. He, um, That's going to be an interesting conversation about this game because we were really confident in Cincinnati winning this game by a lot of points. They ultimately only won 28-24. We'll talk to him Thursday about this game in the first half. And then we'll talk to Russ Hellman again Friday because we're going to do our basketball preview show. Uh, the first game, believe it or not, is five weeks from Tuesday. Yeah, five weeks. Is it? Uh, no, actually, it's um, four weeks from Tuesday. Wow, is it? What is, what is Tuesday's date? The 11th? Uh, yes. Wow. God, really? Uh, four weeks from Monday is the first game of the season. Hot dang. Wow. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. You can also follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Lockdown Bearcats is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, so don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow us, too, to get an alert. Every time we drop a new episode. And don't forget, uh, after you make Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day, make your second listen Lockdown Big 12 with everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Lockdown taking you across the conference 
in 30 minutes. That's Locked On Big 12 for your second listen, Locked On Big 12. Back to back on Tuesday, rather, with the um, turning points of the first half and what made the first half what it was. As Cincinnati is 5-1, 2-0 in conference play. Still number 24 in the country at the time of this recording. That'll change by Tuesday. Potentially huge two-game road trip to start the second half of the season. Add SMU on the 22nd. Add UCF on the 29th. Very, very much looking forward to that. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your night. Enjoy the Bengals game tomorrow against the Ravens. I'm going to flip my pick to the Bengals. I just think the Ravens have too many injuries. And I think the Bengals are more healthier, are, are healthier, and I think they're more talented. We'll see that tomorrow night. Enjoy the game tomorrow night wherever you are. Stay safe, stay healthy, so you can keep making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you all on Tuesday.